Hello there, my name is Pete, this is Social Distance Day. It's a Friday, and the end of a very long week, very, very long week. So, first of all, Kamala Harris did a sterling job, uh, probably didn't t- change much, the old vice presidential debate, uh, probably will go down in history as the debate when a fly landed on Pence's beautiful head. Lucky fly. What a lucky fly you are. And Pence was, you know, just lying and both of them were avoiding the questions and for some bizarre reason the moderator didn't answer any follow-up questions which just seemed, you know, odd, very odd. Um, Especially when both of them weren't, I mean, they weren't even really tilting towards an answer which is the normal politician's thing it's like you know you give five seconds at least regarding the answer you know kind of like nodding at it as you run past the answer you know (laughs) but these guys weren't even doing that you know and Kamala Harris didn't do that much but she did she did answer the question a little bit more than old Pensy boy who was just on his own robotic way um, kind of like a, a dime store Reagan, that's how he's being described. Um, I mean, you know, fucking hell, if, if that's charisma in the Republican Party, Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, I think Kamala Harris had the, um, had the measure of Pence. She could have done better, I think. She could have kind of prosecuted the case better, which was all of the kind of hype. But at the same time, you know, she did a really good job and certainly one of the moments obviously hit home for me where she said, if you have got pre-existing conditions, they're coming for you. Brilliant moment. Um, Yeah, so, you know, it just makes me realise how lucky I am not living in the States, basically, and how lucky I am living in Devon, which is still, even though the cases are going up dramatically here compared to what they were, you know, uh, a month ago or so, or even a couple of weeks ago, still nothing like the um, this huge increase in cases in the north of England and in uh, parts of Scotland and in Northern Ireland as well. And if you're listening in those places, you know, just please do all of the things I know the vast majority of people have forgotten. I know that most people are bored of this, all the rest of it. And I don't blame the people as much as I blame the government. And you know that I blame the government because you fucking listen to this show, you know. Uh, Having said that, you know, even no matter where you live, you have more agency in terms of your own safety than anyone else. And of course, there are huge discrepancies with that and I'll come and talk about that and difficulties with that I'll come and talk about that in a moment regarding my own life Um, but you know there are particular like social distancing washing your hands wearing a mask whenever you can uh, in as much as your job will allow you to um, and you know just being absolutely obviously don't touch your fucking face you know being absolutely rigorous ventilation being absolutely rigorous it is exhausting it is stressful but it's better than you know getting long covid and there's a good chance that the majority of uh, everyone listening has got a risk of getting long covid if not something worse so this is something that we do not want um it's good that the herd immunity 
bullshit letter that went out has been seen as essentially a fraud filled with, you know, signatures just of made-up doctors. I mean, a joke, including Harold Shipman. <laughs> Did you read that? <laughs> it's fucking 5,000 doctors, this call, you know, of, oh yeah, oh no, I actually heard immunity. We went through this a couple of weeks ago. Herd immunity is not going to happen for a whole number of reasons. Mainly, the evidence is still coming in that the immunity doesn't last very long, you know? Also, there's no, no country in the world, no city in the world, is anywhere close to 70% or even 65% where herd immunity becomes a possibility. And the idea that you can seal off a proportion of uh, uh, any community actually make it hermetically sealed so people don't spread it into that community is fiction. People's lives don't work like that. An obvious example is who the fuck do you think works in their care homes? Yeah, it's young people. So it's the whole thing is fiction. The whole thing is, I, I imagine it's... Um, backed up by the government in the UK, uh, certainly implicitly supported by the government in the UK, because they have failed. The way you get out of this is test and trace, and test and trace is failing, and they have no answer to that failure. We were promised well-being, we're, we're not even competent, we're still in October, in the middle of October now, we are not even competent at test and trace, let alone find, test, trace, isolate and support. Fuck that, you know. We can't even test and trace, yeah? So that's the reason why the figures are going up, uh, why the cases are going up. Uh, 14,000 twice this week. We know that the, in the community it's 21,000. Every day, 21,000 new people in the UK. This is based on the uh, COVID uh, symptom study app, the Zoe app that I refer to a lot, which is easily the best uh, kind of data source to go to because four and a half, four um, and a quarter million people are doing it every day. So much, much better, much, much better, bigger numbers than React, than the people that are getting tested or whatever else. Yep. So 21,000 people are getting it every day. They're picking up 14 or 17,000 the other day. Okay, that's great. 17,000 is nearly 21,000, but it's still not picking up all of the people that have got it. And so, but there's good news on that, by the way, and I mentioned this a couple of days ago, and it still is the case that the rate of increase is slowing. So it is slowly increasing but it's been around, it was around 19 for a long time, just under 20,000. Then it went to 20,000, now it's still at 21,000. So it's still, obviously it's still growing, like 21,000 new cases every day. This is of symptomatic people, and you could quite comfortably um, put on another 20% of asymptomatic people on top of that, you know? But symptomatic people, 21,000 a day, but it's been around there for a good while now, a good 10 days, two weeks now, just under, you know, between 19 and 21,000. So the rate of increase is slowing, so that is positive. On Monday, um, oh, did, was I talking about Kamala Harris at one point? <laughs> I've kind of gone off, but anyway, on Monday, old Sausage Johnson's going to stand up in the House of Commons and announce three tiers. Essentially, they need to get back on track. I hope 
they go back to the briefing but I've heard this for so long the guy's got long COVID he's not interested his private life is a shambles and he's probably connected to that more than and probably wants to write his fucking book you know who knows what this guy is doing but they they need to get their act together because people need simple guidance and instruction in order to you know kind of do the right thing and I think there's a big there's a big split in opinion nobody is saying lockdown versus um, herd immunity which is this weird um, you know debate that's happening in some parts of the media nobody's asking for a national lockdown everybody understands that the idea of a local lockdown would, would work if you have tra- tra- test and trace track and trace everybody needs track and trace that is the way that you get out of this we've always known that and it hasn't changed just because they've fucked up and they've spent billions of dollars giving it to companies that have no record in public health at all you know wasted billions of dollars for fuck all yeah just because they've done that it doesn't mean that there's another solution there is no other solution the solution is test and trace so get your act together on that and nobody's asking for a national lockdown okay a national lockdown doesn't help the economy it doesn't help we know all know the reasons why a national lockdown doesn't work and nobody's asking for it what we're asking for is test and trace and that's what we don't have and in the vacuum like i've said loads of times any old bullshit can appear and now people are calling for herd immunity which is you know basically the kind of rantings of a couple of psychopath like fringe doctors who can easily be dismissed as that yet you're on the fringe in the same way that only you know five years ago people that were climate change deniers were on the bbc do you know what i mean like 30 years ago people that said that um smoking was you know where's the evidence in smoking you know what i mean obviously we all know that uh the way that you get away from this virus is that you stay away from somebody with the virus. It's so obvious. The idea of herd immunity it is just not going to work with this virus. Okay. Um, the three-tier thing, let's look on the positive. Well, hopefully it will give people clear instruction. It's based on Ireland's five-tier uh, thing, which is very easy to understand and, you know, apparently people appreciate maybe don't appreciate this kind of fucking situation they're in but at least appreciate the clear guidance from government and so you know looking on the positives a bit of clear guidance from this government would be hugely appreciated and so oh yeah that's the other half so some people are thinking um you know uh let's just ignore everything because of cummings the other people are terrified and probably not going out and i think that's why there's a slowing because people are realizing like i said when they said did this pubs thing it's a it's a message to the rest of us well actually it's probably not a good idea to go to the pub you know but there's not enough people taking responsibility and and of course there are people that really should be taking responsibility that aren't um we've had a weird couple of days incredibly stressful couple of days somebody that my partner works with basically went out on the piss and i don't know if it's connected to that but but it's an example of how she's not 
taking her role in the job that she does uh, responsibly. And she got a call, this this colleague of my partner's, saying, oh yeah, you've been um, somebody, a close contact of yours is, is positive. And my partner and this woman work together every day. And the nature of the work they do means that they can't really um, socially distance. My partner does wear a mask, which is really good. I mean, actually, probably life-saving, because my partner had a test. And thankfully, it came back negative. But it came, we found out, she had a test yesterday morning. She found out that it came back negative tonight, yeah, a couple of hours ago. So that was a very stressful, um, you know, whatever it is, 36 hours. Very stressful. Very stressful. I mean, I was wearing a mask in the house. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's... You, you could kind of do without it, you know? <laughs> you know, to um, to put it mildly. <laughs> and my partner could do without it, to put it mildly. And it's all because of this person's irresponsibility, okay? And I do say that. Now, the reasons for that, obviously, are connected to the government's messaging, you know? But we're deep into this fucking thing now. Do you know what I mean? We know how to take care of ourselves. And not everything is in our control, unfortunately. That, for instance, isn't in our control. But thankfully, it came back negative, Probably because my partner was wearing a mask. I mean, I would say probably almost definitely. Now, we don't actually know whether this person has got it or not. But she could well have it. You know, she could well have it. And unbelievably, she's not going for a test. Which seems batshit crazy to me. But the guidance is, you can just choose to... um, If you've been contacted, you don't need to go for a test. You could just choose to self-isolate for 10 days and see what happens, you know? I mean, it's just a joke. We know about symptomatic, you know, when symptoms arise. We know about... We know everything, basically. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? There's fucking 170 episodes of knowing about this fucking thing. So there are risks that you feel that you can manage. And most of the time, most of our days are filled with that. And then something comes along you know, a bit of fucking rain plops on the shoulder and you realise you're not walking between the raindrops as efficiently and as, you know, kind of with with uh, lightness of touch. Yeah, so it's just been incredible the last couple of days. Really rough, really, really horrible and rough. And you just can't help but think of the worst, obviously, you know, the idea that the COVID-19 could be in this house and everything that follows from that, you know. There is a part of me that does, you know, think that people have to think through the consequences of their actions. I mean, it's absolutely essential that we all do that all the time. And it's not something that you can get bored of. Yeah, it's not a fucking TV show, this, you know. You can't just opt to get out of it. I'm talking about my podcaster. (laughs) You know, you have to be, as stressful as it is, you have to be fucking on it, you know? But of course it is uh, fundamentally the fault of Sausage Johnson and those, you know, incredibly incompetent people, you know, department after department after department, you know? 
so you know they're being but these people they're being manipulated by a murderous government who knew exactly the effect of stopping briefings of lifting the shielding of promoting herd immunity of telling people to eat out at a discount of celebrating the summer in the pubs of ignoring public health experts all the norms and the infrastructure that was there to and they you know it was possible for them to build a competent working public health testing trace uh, you know infrastructure based on what was there already but they ignored that and they just gave their friends billions of pounds and what do we have we've just got an incompetent mess in test and trace it's just failing been failing ever since it began you know and it leaves areas that are really poor uh, confused and frustrated local lockdowns that is it like the reported first in the newspapers before the fucking mayors and local you know leaders you get to hear that there's a lockdown happening the fucking newspapers have got the story it's unbelievable you can't get a test you can't afford to self isolate the government are insisting that schools open no matter what but children they are not they're being told that you can't wear masks in the classrooms only in the highest areas are they wearing masks in the corridors I means unbelievable you've got kids wearing masks in the corridors who are taking the fucking masks off to sit next to each other for you know what 30 minutes 40 minutes you know but never mind about that don't wear masks what the fuck an old what's the name uh, alison pollock she was saying oh well we have to understand that it's a very complex tool this mask you know what about um if you touch it you could sanitize the kids hands every time they go anywhere the mess of the government response it leads too many people to think ah oh, fuck it you know fuck it coming's got away with it fuck it i'm onto something else now you know oh yeah it was good while you know there were the briefings but obviously they're not doing the briefings anymore so fuck it and that's exactly what the sausage wants most people to think yeah because then he can say oh look the case is going up but it's not us it's you because you're saying fuck it but the reason why people are saying fuck it is because of Cummings it is unbelievable and he needs to do something i mean i keep saying this i thought like you know fucking 2 weeks ago when he said oh yeah let's close the pubs early well that worked out well you know but he needs to get a grip he can't get a grip we know that we know he can't get a grip and we know that we're just going to try to walk between the raindrops hopefully we don't get fucking splattered on do you know what i mean so there is stress there is a massive amount of fucking hassle connected to this and it's never felt more personal the the incompetence and the murderous like mendacious failure of this government 57000 people dead 57000 people dead over 20,000 people in care homes dead hospital hospital numbers are going up deaths are going up cases thousands and thousands and thousands every single day so that means that the deaths connected to the cases they are going to come those lives can't be saved because now people are there with the vulnerable people sitting around having fucking dinner with them right that's happening tonight you know 
it is extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary failure of government and also a personal failure for too many people who just think, fuck it. Well, that's not good enough, unfortunately. I know it's hard to pay attention, but we are in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you very much. I run to the shop, bump into everyone. Say, have you heard? Have you heard the news? There is a podcast called Social Distancer. Share it, like it, astound your friends. Everything you want to hear about. The greatest public health emergency in any of our lives. Four times a week and it is free. Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays and an omnibus on Sundays. Fucking great dancing. Okay, so there is some good news, thank fuck. Um, This is to do with one of those uh, experimental drugs that Trump was given. Interestingly, the Guardian are now calling these drugs pioneering. (laughs) They're experimental when the outcome is unknown. But then when he goes back and it's fucking seems fine, now they're pioneering. Anyway, this pioneering experimental drug, remdesivir, uh, a study came out of it, um, uh, out about it. Final data from the from the guys that make it, a company called Gilead, antiviral drug remdesivir they make, uh, showed the treatment cut. COVID-19 recovery time by five days compared with patients who got a placebo one day faster than indicated in preliminary data so five days cutting the uh, recovery time by five days in patients who were on oxygen when they first got the drug remdesivir reduced recovery time by seven days that's pretty good isn't it The final study looked at data at 29 days of treatment versus a preliminary study released in May that reported results after 15 days. Um, So that's pretty good news. In a separate analysis, looking at patients who received oxygen, the drug appeared to reduce the risk of death by 72% at day 15 and 70% by day 29. So, for people like me, who, because of my incredibly low oxygen levels, 87% is my oxygen level, yeah? My blood, my oxygen saturation level, the amount of oxygen in the blood. Um, 87%. Yours is probably, I mean, I don't know who you are, but, you know, the, the vast majority of the average person is in the late, is in the, the high 90s. You know, if it drops below 95, then it's a problem. If it drops below 93, then the alarms go off. (laughs) And I'm at 87, so there's no question that I'd be on oxygen very quickly after getting COVID-19. And um, so let's hope that the local hospitals knows about remdesivir, eh? Maybe I should email this to them. Remdesivir, have you heard about it? Have you heard of Donald Trump? So anyway, um, I found out by the researcher who's uh, 
set aside all of his COVID um, strands, you know, the oft-mentioned, oft-promised, oft, alas, <laughs> the oft-promised um, Sweden episode, and all of the other, you know, things that we are supposedly fucking looking at, he set aside all of that and started to hunt down Robins. And he's, he got a Robin to sing. But it's not singing, because it's, well, it is singing, but it's doing this throat singing, whereby the robin doesn't open its beak to sing, and it's a kind of practice to get used to the proper singing, you know, when it's when it really matters in the spring and the summer. You know, it's like a kind of comedian who does his new, his new work in the spring and then takes it to Edinburgh in the summer. So at the moment, he's just, I don't know, like trying out a couple of things on his mates or whatever, continuing the comedian idea. Um, so that's nice, isn't it, of Robin singing? Can you imagine that? Now let's think of... Oh, that was very Steve Wright, eh? Beautiful segue. Let's think of a Robin. Think of a beautiful Robin with a lovely red tint on its feathers in the kind of chesty area chesty robin and um let's think it's a nice bird isn't it the robin very uh, christmasy isn't it yeah merry christmas everyone and um think of the robin singing can you hear the robin singing <laughs> and that's rocky's wife rocky's wife sings like that doesn't she <laughs> do you remember in rocky three no, maybe you don't remember, but anyway, Rocky's wife sings. Adrian, Adrian is her name. She sings in Rocky Three. It's really funny. Um, so think of Rocky's wife. Ready? <laughs> One, two, three. Walk between the raindrops. Please take care of yourself. Cases are skyrocketing in some parts of the UK, and in many states now. I think it's over thirty states in the US as well. So take care of yourself, you know, you know, you know, because you've just fucking heard the stress associated with getting a negative test, let alone a fucking positive test. So, yeah, we've just got to, you know, hold on and hope, well, in, in the States, at least there's fucking light at the end of the tunnel very soon. Very short tunnel now, isn't it? What, 25 days, yeah? So at least you got, I mean, I know it's, it doesn't exactly end there, but at least you got some fucking hope. What's our hope? Fucking hell. I mean, Jesus, who knows? Someone needs to make a big sausage sandwich pretty quickly. All right, listen, thank you ever so much for listening. And take care of yourself. And um, yeah, just it's amazing to, to know that you're there. And um, great content, isn't it? Hopefully I'll get the thing and then there'll be even better content for you. All right, take care. See ya. Uh, Next show is Sunday. Bye.